Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place, The Legend of Korra. Hello everybody and welcome back to the last day of week 26 here at Streaming in Place. Uh, when you take half the week off, that happens really quick. Uh, today we're talking about The Legend of Korra, Book 2, Spirits, Episodes 3 and 4, Civil Wars Part 1 and Part 2. And I was reminded uh, as I was watching this last night and thinking about it today, uh, you know, how in season one, there were certainly several uh, episodes of the podcast where it felt like we were really rushing things by doing um, doing two episodes a day. And as I was watching this last night, I was just, oh, thank goodness we're doing two episodes a day because if it took us four days to get to, hey, Unalak's the bad guy, um, then <laughs> this would feel very different. I was very relieved to get to the end of episode four and be like, oh, good. We're not pretending anymore. Okay. Yay. <laughs> oh, this is, this is much better. Um, so I'm curious how that was reflected for you guys. Um, the only thing I'm going to miss from what's been happening in these first uh, four episodes is Aubrey Plaza, who apparently we will not be around. Uh, you know, at least that's what the episode um, implies that we won't be seeing her for a little bit. Um what what did you think, Allison, of these episodes? Um, they felt like uh, the episodes that needed to happen in order for the season to start, mm-hmm. um, which isn't great. Um, but there were still some good things. And I, too, I share your relief that we no longer have to pretend um, that Unalak isn't the bad guy. Um I do, however, have some questions about uh, what exactly we're supposed to think of Cora right now, because when she yelled, if you take his life, I'll take yours or something like that. I was like, what the fuck did what? How? What? You what? Um, And there were that was the biggest one. But there were a couple other moments where I was like, this feels like like we've wandered past. Here's a character flaw. And into, wow, who is writing this? This isn't reflective of the character or the show at all. It just, I, I, it, uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't know how to wrap my mind around it. Um, so honestly, that was my biggest takeaway. It was like, are we supposed to think that Cora is an aspiring murderer? Like, what is it that we're supposed to think of her? Um, and if it's not what the episode suggests, then where exactly are we? Uh, and mostly I'm excited for for leaving um, this uh, pieces, very clumsy pieces moving um, behind us. Marcus says, it took four days, four episodes for Cora to realize he's the bad guy. He basically had a blinking neon sign over his head saying villain. Yeah, only yeah. not fun like in Hot Fuzz where they do that. Um, yeah, Noel, how, how are these for you? Um, I mean, it's the thing about both of these episodes is that I finished watching them and went, wow, this entire hour just proves that Amon's right. Benders are just really oppressive assholes that just want to circumvent the system everywhere they go. It's just like, I'm going to take over this country that is technically part of my country. I'm going to threaten judges i'm gonna control judges and then i'm gonna threaten some more judges mm-hmm. it's like what is happening um yeah no it's it's just benders being oppressive all over again yeah. mon was right everyone even though he was an asshole he was right 
That's the takeaway from these episodes. <laughs> I like how, you know, Unalak is, is all, well, I, I have my troops here because we need to unify. Now that I see the South Pole, the Southern Water Tribe, I understand that we need to unify. You guys have been led astray. You've gone, you know, you've wandered too far from your connection to the spirits. It's like, um, bitch, you didn't bring your army with you ahead of time, not knowing you were going to do this. And how does nobody, how does nobody bring that up as like, he, you know, like when they're having their, you know, seditious meetings and such, like he came here intending to do this. Obviously he brought an army. How right. does Cora not immediately go, oh, you need me to open the Northern portal. And he says, no, uh, I don't because I just need your help with the Southern portal and go, oh crap. Now you can bring your army straight from the North pole, which is so obviously what he wants to do. It's just, oh man. Yeah. Uh, Marcus says it's Nazi Germany annexing Austria because they were German air quotes. Yeah. It's just so like, it's so fun. We were talking in season one how, you know, it's not the most subtle of shows, but there's strength in that. And the storytelling in it is really compelling. There's a difference between that and this. So I do still like season two. There's a lot in season two that I like, but oof, this beginning has been rough. And and like you were saying yesterday, Allison, Boleyn is a balm. Uh, when he shows up with the hair. <laughs> oh, man. Babu. Yeah. Babu is <laughs> Oh God, I was like, oh, thank God. Uh, and then even that they had to sour just a little bit by like, ooh, my crazy ex-girlfriend over and over again. As funny as the reveal of the eyeliner down the face was, and it was very funny. Um, even that I got a little, like a little burr stuck to me about, um, but yes, Bolin, Team Bolin. <laughs> I liked, I liked, I liked his hot topic betrothal betrothal necklace. Yes, that was very good. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, Poor Pabu. Poor yeah. Pabu. Poor Pabu. Just, Pabu was taking it like a chance. To, like he I, looked so upset in that. He room. he was like, I can't believe you're making me wear this. But he was still wearing it in a way that, like, you know, the others would not have necessarily gone with. Um, let me see. What else do we have? I like that we get so much more with Cora's mom. There was a lot more with her than I had remembered. Um, I like, uh, I mean, the reveals around who did what and uh, like, you know, it was a setup the whole time. Like, yeah, I mean, again, blinking villain sign. Yeah, clearly. Um, so, yeah, th th there's a lot not to like there. But I did all, I did end up really enjoying some of our other, other family dynamics. I like what we get with Tenzin and Boomy and Kaya. I like uh I like looking for Icky and she's named all the little adorable. Oh my god. Oh the sky bison cubs. Oh my god. Would they be called cubs? Calves, maybe. Calves. 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 Yeah. Ad adorable baby sky bison. Oh god, it was so cute. They're baby appas is what they are. Also the picture of Aang with the three kids and Katara with the yeah. three kids. Oh my god just really got me in my feelings. Um, I will say, I also liked that the show is letting adult Aang, now deceased Aang, be as flawed as Kid Aang was. Mm -hmm. um, I'm At first I was surprised and I was like, no, this is what it should be. This character was written 
to be contradictory and complicated and like good but flawed and it makes sense that he would continue to be that even in death Mm -hmm. well and it's also such a knowing ang it's such a relatable and understandable thing to when he realizes that one of his children is also an airbender and that that there's a particular responsibility he has to train Tenzin that it would lead to them having a, a closer relationship and to that being a blind I what we are going to generously assume is a blind spot in his parenting where he didn't realize you know that he was not giving the same attention because he was not looking at it as a father but instead as this like obligation to the you know the the tradition of the air nomads and everything else too i mean like if you if he had um made sure that he had an equal relationship with all of his children regardless of his duties as the avatar and as the last airbender and everything that would just not feel honest so um yeah it's maybe not what we would hope from for our heroes but it does feel very uh it feels very honest uh, uh, Marcus says he had kids until one was an airbender and then he was like okay I'm done <laughs> yeah it's it made me really pretty sad uh, to think about what it must have meant to Aang to realize he was no longer the last airbender that there was another one but also the cost that comes with that like of course it's going to be really important for the future of his people and his culture and the entire world because of the nature of the avatar cycle and balance, bloody blah, whatnot. Um, it makes sense that, that he would end up erring on the side of giving one kid more attention than the others. But knowing, and also knowing that it just, he would never have wanted to neglect the other two kids and yeah, good and complex and media in a way that almost nothing else in these episodes is <laughs> yep um the 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 baby uh bison their names were uh blueberry spicehead princess rainbow yeah. twinkle star child and juniper lightning bug uh do we have a favorite because we know tenzin is, is partial to blueberry spicehead well i'm i'm very into i'm gonna go ahead and change my name i already my name's been juniper lightning bug since we started recording yeah. All right. So, Kate, then I'll, I'm going to I'm going to uh, Twinkle Star Child because I feel like you know that that what, Princess Rainbow flies like rolls off the tongue a little easier. So I feel like people already love uh, Princess Rainbow. So Twinkle Star Child needs a little bit more help. Is where I'm at. Okay. So, so then, so then Marcus is uh, is Princess Rainbow. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, Tenzin made a good choice. Blueberry Spice said very, very good name. Very adorable. Well, and the fact that that just turns into actually a bit of soothing for him as well is very nice. Did we, yeah. uh, I mean, also as someone with siblings, the, the, the Milo and, um, and, uh, and Icky and Janora like tension feel very real and appropriate. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, it, it, it was very, it was a. It was again a balm, much like Bolin. It was like, oh, are we not going back to the? Okay, let's let's hang out here for a while. Do we have to go back to the South Pole? Um, is there anything we do like about in the South Pole? How about Varric? And, right. and I want to know what Alice and Julie. The okay, uh, the single best moment of both episodes was for me the moment that I realized that what is the name of the platypus bear? Sorry, 
I don't remember. Pit, pit, something. Pin, pin, whatever. Was wearing a little captain's hat. Yes. Um, that That's was the clearly the highlight of the episode. Um, how weird and fun and stupid and the assistants in there and there's no honey. We're inside a bear and the platypus, this platypus bear is pooping money. Like all of that stuff. Just, yeah. Uh, can't wait for more, please. Glad that John Michael Higgins is sticking around. <laughs> Very into it. Yeah. How was that for, for you, Noel? I had not remembered quite the how heightened all of that was, and I'm surprised it works as well as it does. It does work pretty well. Um, and I think it works well because you need all of that comedic relief in both of these episodes because the Unalak and Tonarak and all the politics of the Water Tribe are all kind of pretty dire um, in how they're executed. And Korra's not having a great deal of fun herself um, with any of this. And she's getting like knocked around the narrative a lot in terms of allegiances and emotional ups and downs. So having Varric be as deeply self-serving as he is down to, oh, right. Well, Julie, let's, Judy or Julie? I think I it's remember. Julie. Julie, yeah. Um, yeah, it's Julie. Um, reminding him to build a ramp Mm -hmm. on a boat for his plane um just it's really fun it's really delicious and my partner and i both had like discussions about wait how are they walking exactly in the platypus bear how what are the logistics of that mm -hmm. and how do we work that out amongst ourselves um yeah, I, I do think that there's a lot of like interesting stuff percolating with Varric. I mean, he's not just like fun comic relief guy, um, because there's that whole like little subsection of he's taking away my money um, aspect of it, which feels very Scrooge McDuck. But at the same time, there's this undercurrent of, but that's all I care about is my money, um, which. I'm sure will not come into play later I'm at sure all. I'm sure that won't. I'm just, you know, I'm a little parched. I'm just gonna, just coincidence here. Yeah, I'm sure. Really it's important to stay hydrated. Yeah. Yes. It's yes. actually, and I actually am thirsty, so hold on. <laughs> um, Marcus says, when he says, says Julie, it reminds me phonetically of Judy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course which i think yeah. is supposed to be like the yeah. kind of connection we're, we're like being asked to draw just a little bit which is creepy and weird and i'm not sure i like it um but yeah so it all works pretty fine and i like that his boat exists purely to run away from women yeah i like it air quotes mm -hmm. um because it ends up being a good capper to uh, as allison said another good gag of just the the whatchamacallit, the um the runny mascara and eyeshadow and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, which I can just see Aubrey Plaza actually doing in real life. Yeah. I can immediately see that shot <laughs> in like in it's it's fantastic. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Um yeah, specifically running away from waterbending women. Uh because you know Varric like have like having met him for four episodes now and it's really after the first one you're like oh yeah you've uh you've done some things that have made some people very justifiably incredibly angry at you um yeah that makes sense that tracks um uh, so we'll get more on that later uh we heard from 
uh, Vince on Twitter. Uh, says, he says, sorry, I couldn't join you guys. I did, however, spot, of course, Uncle having ulterior motives right away. It was framed very on the nose. Uh, at the, on the Kulzik bunker couch, we were, like, when it was real, I was like, oh, thank God we can stop pretending, because that was terrible, right? And, and my parents was like, yeah, no, it was really obvious. It was really, like, this is what is happening. So it opened up a whole conversation while we were supposed to be completely focused on um, South Pole stuff that we weren't. Uh, about all the things that have not worked so far. Um, Vin says they should have broken up Cora and Mako in the six month time jump. They have no chemistry and are totally wrong for each other. Um, I have thoughts on this that are very colored by what I know is to come. I'm guessing Noel does too. Allison, how do yeah. you feel about this? Yeah. Nah. Well, and now Mako's a cop, like throw it out and start over. Yeah. Um, well, Beifong's a cop and you don't want to f- throw Beifong out. Yeah, but she's not here. <laughs> Is yeah. that the biggest problem with this season so far? No. My sources say yes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I was never super invested in that couple. Uh, and the reason is that the show never gave me any reason to be. So uh, that has become more obvious now that the show is less uh, finely wrought. Um where at least I was engaging both with the action um, and with the sort of political ideas in the first season, um, in book one, sorry. Uh, now, you know, I don't have that to fall back on because yeah. it's like the machinations were all, incre- like like all of it was incredibly predictable, right down to, well, of course he found a way to orchestrate um, the banishment from the North, like clearly, like all of it, all of it. Yeah. I'm assuming that somehow he, dredged up the spirits to make it look like like i'm just it's, he's he is a bad guy um so so I, i'm not distracted by anything else and can just focus on the fact that it doesn't make any sense like like it makes sense to me that core would be like you you have handsome face i date you but that was then and this is now and what exactly do they talk about and i, I don't get it i just don't get it Mm-hmm. No, I don't get it either. And I didn't get it in season two. Like, I actively dislike them as a couple um, for all the reasons Allison just enumerated uh, back when this was originally airing. So I'm very firmly want this ship to just sink. <laughs> <laughs> I will have more thoughts on this later in the season. And I will not say them now as much as I really want to because, you know, of things. Yeah. That are yet to come. Because uh, I, I think that uh, given what we have seen about them so far and the amount of energy the show put into getting them together, which is none, um, <laughs> I think that what we're seeing now really tracks and completely makes sense. It's just not fun to watch. Uh, yeah. So there, there's that there's that feeling of, well, we got together because we were attracted to each other and we're just kind of coasting, which is a very like real life type of thing. But like you said, Kate, it's just super boring to watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. One thing One thing I do want to ask both of you and Marcus about. Um, dolphin piranhas. Which part do we think is which? I'm just imagining dolphins, but with the teeth. Okay. And that's scary. <laughs> yeah, like, like almost entirely dolphin. But whenever it does, it's... Dolphin sound. I have a terrible dolphin sound. Yeah. Whenever it makes the dolphin noise, it's piranha teeth. That okay. would be terrifying. 
That's what that's what I figured as well. But I wanted everyone's take on it. And Marcus goes piranha teeth. Um, so I just wanted everyone's take on that because that sounds horrifying. Like, yeah, piranha teeth with dolphin level intelligence. And like the speed through which dolphins can move through the water, absolutely not. But they're like that basically just makes them miniature orcas. Well, <laughs> and also with dolphin cuteness, which is yeah. like you give you can't trust the cuteness because then the teeth. So no, it would be like I'm trying to think of an an equally terrifying equivalent of like land based animals. And the only thing I can come up with is like, like a panther pig, okay, <laughs> where sure. it has like pig level cuddliness, right? And pig level intelligence and panther speed, agility, and ruthlessness. So like you see a panther pig and it's like, and it's all covered with shiny black fur and it oinks up to you looking all cute. And then it like takes out your knees because it's identified that as a weak spot. And then like, just- It's got it's got those big cat paws that are just yeah. massive. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna go with panther pig, which okay. sounds cute, but would be positively lethal. That's basically a wild pig, which is not inaccurate. But That's still. what Marcus says, yeah. <laughs> but like yep. faster. Yeah. yeah. The, the pigs wild are, pigs are pretty fast. They're fast over short distances. Do you not remember that lost episode with the boar? <laughs> <laughs> do you not remember the porcupine boar? I do boar? now. Then poor Appa. They're, yeah, no, boars yeah. will mess mm-hmm. you up. I mean, also, see also Outlander. Like yeah. there are lots yeah. of, sure. yeah. yeah, Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. Marcus says, I've heard of farmers using boars to protect crops from bears. And yeah, because they're probably ones, they're, they're easier meals to find that don't have boars in the middle, like in the way. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we could keep going on this for a while, but I feel like instead we should talk about um, the next two episode titles and then just our things that we're hoping for now that we're like oh, we feel like the season is starting to actually like go any thoughts we have on like what we're hoping to get from the rest of the season so our next episode t- unless you guys have anything else on these two episodes but i have a feeling that we're pretty much tapped yeah. out yeah no i'm fine i just really want to discuss dolphin piranhas <laughs> <laughs> Um, Marcus says when he first bended to calm the spirit, I immediately thought Unalak caused him to be angry in the first place. Well, and the other thing for me with that was like, when he's like, he calmed the spirits and sent them off. It's like, so you mean you mind controlled the spirits because you destroyed their ancient forest. Of course they're pissed. Why should they should be pissed? (laughs) They didn't like, they didn't accidentally wander here. They were summoned by the destruction of their home um so when they just like he does the you know the bending and then they just like peacefully turn away for me it wasn't peaceful for me it was like zombie spirits shambling off into the darkness so yeah it's always been creepier for me than i think Go- they like to think. like ghost bending yeah 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 don't like it um don't like it uh our, our next episodes are for monday are episode uh five and six peacekeepers and the sting the sting okay there we go peacekeepers um it's george clooney nicole kidman come back it's actually pretty <laughs> solid great great have, have we ever had a like a sci-fi genre kind of show or any alt alt fiction alt history show where there was a group of people called peacekeepers and it was a good thing because mm-hmm. like several are in my head and they're all terrible yep 
Um, so I'm guessing that, uh, the peacekeepers are going to be like an elite troop of Northern forces. Well, right? remember like, that court has been sent to go get aid from like the Republic Federation president. Oh, okay. Well yeah. then fine. It's that. Um, <laughs> it's that, it's that. Okay. Uh, and then the sting, um, guest voice actor, Paul Newman. Yes. Speaking absolutely. of ghost bending. Um, no, uh, was he, no, he wasn't still alive when this aired. So, uh, joins team avatar for a spirited romp, um, in you which get they the, uh, old timey music back. Yeah. And, and then they frame, uh, they, they set up a, well, they set up a sting to get Unalak on tape confessing to everything and Bolin has to be undercover Bolin. Okay, very nice. Um, Noel, do you have any thoughts you'd like to share about these? I'm excited for everyone to meet the president. Um, I'm excited for the sting because if I remember correctly, it's a very Asami-driven episode, which is because we haven't really had that at all in the past four episodes. Um, so yeah, should be should be pretty solid, hopefully, if I remember correctly, which I don't, because <laughs> I don't remember this season's individual episodes at all. You, I had, I just had a, a little experience where I feel like I learned something about myself. You said, I'm excited for everyone to meet the president. And I almost yelled, Laura Roslin. So apparently in my head, the legend of Korra exists within the Battlestar Galactica cinematic universe. Well, see, here's, here's the fun thing. The first, the first avatar was actually Starbuck. <laughs> That's why she's a big space angel. It's one of the colonies, Marcus says. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's delightful. Yeah. Well, it's the only thing that makes sense. Like it's clearly. the only way that it makes sense. It's the only thing that tracks, obviously. <laughs> clearly. Uh, well, things are about to. <laughs> This episode has been just a weird disaster. That's okay. It's all all good. You know, we go with what we have to work off of. And there's only so much you can say about Civil Wars. Imagine if we were doing this over two episodes, guys. (laughs) Imagine. Anyway, sorry. No, this was very fun. But I'm just saying, as a listening experience or as a critical discussion, I don't know that it was particularly strong. I'm okay with that. This would have been like a really solid, fairly typical episode of Podlander Drunk Cast and Outlander (laughs) Podcast. So I'm feeling very comfortable. Not nearly enough handjob jokes, though. That's true. true. Did you need handjob jokes? No, we're good. We can talk about- No, we're good. We can talk about the great Potter showdown. No, we're good. I'm going to keep saying, no, we're good. Uh, That's how I know it's time to call it. So we will have speculations about the rest of the season next week. Thank you to Marcus for hanging uh, out with us and uh, hanging in with us through this yeah. <laughs> unusual conversation. And thank you everybody for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>